Welcome to the Adaptations Podcast. My name is Jorge Diaz and I am your host. Every week, I want to bring on a fitness professional who's either working in fitness or who has done something pretty cool so that you can feel inspired and you can start to shift gears into including fitness in your lifestyle so that you can maximize your life. It doesn't always have to be running marathons, deadlifting 700 pounds. It could just be anything for you to move, feel better about yourself, and handle all of the stress that life throws your way so that you could be a better version of yourself. Additionally, I just think these people have achieved pretty awesome, cool stuff. And I think that some of these stories need to be told. So that's my goal here, is to share some of these stories of people who have ran marathons, opened up gyms, run different forms of health clinics, so that you can learn either how to jumpstart a career, fitness related, or you can implement it into your life. Let's start with myself. I'm a power lifter. My focus is strength training. My biggest squat was a 600 pound squat. My biggest bench is a 372 pound bench. Actually a 385 bench in training, but it wasn't in competition. So it doesn't really count, but I count it. It counts to me. My biggest deadlift was a 672 deadlift in competition. So that counts. It's on a record base. But really the very first day that I started lifting was when I was trying to lift a six pack of one gallon water bottles to load it onto a cart when I was 11 years old. I wasn't strong enough to lift it then. But by the time I was 14, 15, I was strong enough to lift it there. I was working with my dad. We worked in a, a warehouse that served beverages, um, anything you could really find in like a corner store. And I remember just not being able to, to lift certain boxes up and then eventually I was strong enough to do that. That carried over into what I did at the gym. At some point I wasn't really strong enough to bench even the barbell, which weighed 45 pounds. But then I started with the 30 pound easy bar, the straight bar, and eventually I worked up to 385 after many years. So you said, you know, you want to interview people in fitness and stuff that you look up to, stuff like that. You get me that can, it can inspire people. But first, you know, before we even get to that, like, I liked how you started talking about yourself. So when did you get into fitness? Like, like what was your first thing? I know you mentioned, you know, lifting boxes and stuff at work. But what really, like, got you into the gym? Because I've been to the gym and I haven't even thought once, yo, let me <laughs> make this into a career. So what did you, like, what got you into that point? Yeah. Um, so interestingly enough, I was talking to my girlfriend, Matilda. We were talking the other day and I think it finally hit me because I remember Coach Neil from the district training facility, uh, he asked me what motivates me to go to the gym, and I told him about my dad. My, you know, our dad and, and Eric's son behind the camera. He's my brother. Um, my dad had um, kidney failure, and so I thought that his, uh, this history of poor health is what motivates me to achieve better health levels of health. It, it's not really that. I thought that it was perhaps. Uh, maybe when I was 13, 14, 15, 16, I was a young male and you know, you're chasing girls and you're interested in girls. And I thought that was my main motivator. It wasn't that either. And so then I was talking to Matilda and the solution, the reason why I'm started or the reason why I stuck through it for so long is simply because I don't like the feeling of being overpowered. I, um, I was bullied as a kid five, six years old, um, there was like a bully at school, he beat the shit out of me. I'm talking about coming home with scratches on my face, blue eyes, like black and blue eyes. Um, and my mom would ask me, who did this to you? And I wouldn't tell her, I never would tell her. I'm no snitch, so I'm not telling her. She'd be like, who did this to you? I'm like, I don't know, nobody, I did it to myself. 
And you know, she, she got frustrated. She, she took out the belt. She said, who did this to you? And uh, that memory lives in my brain for a very, like it's very vivid in the subconscious because it just reminds me of the feeling of being overpowered. And so what got me into the gym was just the beatings I got as a child and the desire to never have that happen to me or anybody I love ever again. That's why to, to this day, I feel the need to train really hard. I'm, I'm gonna get back into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu so that I don't just look hard, I actually can do something about it. And that if anybody tries to bully people I love or somebody who can't stand up for themselves, then I'm going to be there to stand up for them. Um, and I think that's what motivates me. That's why I'm such a huge advocate of strength training and powerlifting and all that sort of stuff. And I think that's why I'm, that's my main motivation behind adaptations is so that if you feel like you've been bullied by life or people in your life, if you feel like you, you want to defend yourself, but you can't, because you physically can, or you just don't have the confidence, then you will adapt. I will put you through a program that will get you to adapt, to build up your confidence, to build up your strength, so that nobody can pick on you or the people you love. And I, I, I think that's pretty much why I have this desire to just help people adapt. I don't know if that answers the question. It, it does, because, you know, the funny thing is, you, know, you say you just found this out. You know, I, you know, I, I think as your family, we found figured this out a while ago, you know, like, especially like our brother, he was always told us, he was like, yeah, like, as a kid, he kind of went through it, you get me? So like, he kind of needed something that would give him that control of life and like that power. That's probably why he got into fitness and stuff. So, you know, you say you just figured this out, you know, you're a little late. We all kind of figured this out already, but you know, it's good. You took something negative and turned it into something positive. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. You know, taking something negative that, listen, everybody has their shit. Everybody goes through shit in their lives. And you, you have every reason to feel bad about yourself. You have every reason to be depressed about the shit that you went through. I mean, listen, there's people that go through shit that I can't even imagine. And you have every right to feel the way you feel. Now you can either become the victim of your circumstance or you can become the victor of your circumstance. In my opinion, I chose to become the victor. I don't give a shit about how I came up. I don't give a shit about what I went through. I don't give a shit about all of this stuff. I only care about overcoming all of that because at the end of the day, I will not be a victim of my circumstance. And I think that more people need to come to that realization. And the thing is, is no matter how much people are gonna be out there telling you not to be a victim of your circumstance, only you can get yourself out of that mentality. And once you break out of that, you'll realize yo, your potential is so much larger than other people who didn't go through the shit that you went through. That because you went through that shit, you are much stronger, you are much more resilient than people who didn't go through that shit. It amazes me, it amazes me. And so I just really wish, I really wish more people can come to that realization of, I don't have to be a victim of my circumstance. I don't have to be depressed. I don't have to be a victim of my anxiety. I don't have to feel these, I don't have to just freeze up and do nothing about this or 
I don't have to run away because that's what I was doing for a long time. I was running away from my shit. I was, I was doing drugs. I was drinking. I was partying, you know. I was running away. And then I realized, you don't have to run away. You got to learn to deal with your fucking shit and, like, get through it. You know, something that I like about your story, too, is also, like, um, you know, it's not like it was easy for you either. <laughs> like, uh, something that you might want to uh, dive deeper into is the first gym you even started off at isn't even there anymore because of, like, the violations, <laughs> you know, how crappy it was. So, like, talk a little bit about that, you know, like, the fact that you don't need the craziest equipment either to overcome and, you know, kind of get to where you, you know, where you start off, you might you not. You just got to start, man. I think you just got to start. It doesn't matter. You can't wait for the circumstances to be perfect because they will never be perfect. Well, they're not going to never be perfect. But if you wait for the circumstances to be perfect, you won't be able to optimize those circumstances because you will be practicing to get good at whatever it is you're trying to get good at. As we're, let's, I'm just gonna use an analogy. I'm just gonna use an analogy. Let's say uh, you're picking up kicking, like soccer, you're picking up soccer. You don't have a goal post, you have a ball. Um, so you take the ball and you start kicking against the wall, kick against the wall, and you just practice your kick over and over and over again. This way, when you have an actual goal post, you'll be able to shoot the, kick the ball into the net pretty accurately. You'll be able to hit the ball pretty accurately. But if you wait, let's say it takes you a year, two years, three years, that's the years that you could have used to get really good at kicking that ball. It's just, I don't think you should just wait for your circumstances to get perfected. I think you just gotta start. You just gotta start. The gym that I started off was like this raggedy, like it was a, it was a dingy gym, um, old equipment. Um, it smelled like it smelled like DECA in there, like TRT, like steroids. Um, everybody was on it. And I just walked in. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just lifted some weights. Uh, and, you know, I made some friends. But, uh, you know, you eventually manage. You just start there. And then I, I, I saw, okay, so how I got into fitness. I started there. It was embedded in my subconscious. Early childhood development shit. Because I went in there when I was 12, 13 years old. I, uh, I'm one of those kids that skip class a lot because I just couldn't sit still. So I skip class, I get caught, obviously, and then I get put into in-school suspension, which to me was like way better than going to class because I get to hang out with all my friends. But there was no talking allowed, none, zero talking. All right, so no actual hanging out. So you have a few options. You do the work that your class, your, your teachers have assigned you or you read whatever material is on the, the, the bookshelf. And on the bookshelf, the only material that was available was Muscle Magazine. Oh, that and other magazines and stuff, but the only one that really attracted me was Muscle Magazine. So I started opening that up and started reading. And I started studying that. I started studying how Arnold did his workouts, how Ronnie Coleman did his workouts, Jay Cutler did his workouts. So then I had a plan and I went to the gym and I worked on whatever plan I found. Uh, then you go on bodybuilding.com forums and you, you, you do your research. Um, you start putting on some muscle, you know, because you start to realize that you got to manage three different areas. You got to manage your nutrition, your recover, your nutrition, your recovery, and your workouts. Um, and then you, when you're in the gym, you start meeting people. So it's kind of one of those things where you know you are who you surround yourself with. So 
as it started progressing, as you start learning, uh, you start to attract other people that are on the same path as you and that want to learn along with you. So I was working at Chipotle and uh, one of my gym buddies, Al at the time, him and I would just go to the gym all the time for a few hours, like right before we'd go to Chipotle. After that, we'd go to Chipotle, we'd eat, um, you know, eat whatever we had at Chipotle. Just move on, man. And, you know, after that, I went to Retro Fitness, met some friends there. Uh, we started training together, Alan, Noel, uh, Ryan. We met some older guys that put us on to some shit, not gear, just put us on to like workouts. Um, Fonz and uh, what's his name, Kyle, they put us on to some really good workouts, so we did what they told us to do. And then run into Adelante Barbell Club, and so then you get to meet more people that know what they're doing. And then you just kind of branch out on your own and you grow up. So that's pretty much the genesis of like, Jorge Diaz, fitness enthusiast, you know. Um, why should I listen to him? Ooh, okay, why should you listen to me? The great part is, the great part about like, this podcast is I don't think you should listen to me at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, there's gonna be a few things that, the thing is, is I, I like to listen to others and that's what my goal is with this podcast is I wanna bring on other experts that have achieved higher fit feats of fitness, whether it's uh, marathon runners, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, um, opening up a gym, whatever it is. But I wanna bring those guys on. I want them to talk to you and I want you to listen to them. I want you to hear their stories, learn from them and um, apply those things to your life, whether they're small little golden nuggets or maybe large uh, life decisions.